Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Against the Grain podcast. I am your host, the bad boy sweetheart, Mr. Arnold Francis, and thank you so much for being here for yet another episode. Now, this week's episode was actually inspired by a conversation I was having with a friend of mine and was really centered around how she leveled up in her life, how she built her business, and how she's able to travel the world as much as she does. So in the midst of our conversation, I thought to myself, what are the qualities, what are the traits that make a woman like yourself, a woman who is leveled up, who is independent, who is beautiful, what are the traits that have helped you become this independent, hardworking, high value, highly desirable woman, you know, that a, a guy like myself or any other guy would find attractive? What are these, what are the core essences that really form you know, the, the inner workings of a desirable, high-value woman. So I was inspired to write this episode just to put together my list of what I think are the key qualities that I look for that attract me to a high-value woman. So whether you're listening to this just so that you can level up in your own private or professional life, or whether you're just looking for, you know, for some secret source information on how to meet Mr. Right and how to level up in your own life, either way, stay tuned. It's going to be an amazing episode. Let's not waste any time. Let's just get straight into it. Now, anyone who has been on a few decent adult dates will be the first to tell you that the first two weeks after meeting and dating someone are usually the most critical for building attraction. Because the truth is, you know, if we aren't able to create and build, you know, a captivating first experience on date number one or two, no one really cares how great of a person you are at date 15, right? You know, our opportunity to put our best foot forward starts right at the beginning. So it's in our best interest to present the best version of ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about the fake Mr. or Mrs. Perfect we tend to do on first dates. You know, I'm talking about the real, lust-for-life, adventurous, funny, authentic versions of ourselves. You know, the versions of ourselves that our close friends see, the version of ourselves that, you know, isn't influenced or persuaded by culture or status, that real, you know, real, real, true, authentic version of ourselves. The problem I tend to see a lot of women face before they even step out into these dates is they haven't set a framework or a benchmark for the kind of people they want in their lives. You know, they'll have a rough metaphorical idea, but they haven't thought about a standard by which anyone who's interested in them should live their lives by. You know, I always say that a man will treat you however you allow him to, and this couldn't be more true when it comes to dating. So my first tactic is to set a gold standard by which I operate in my dating life. Think of it as a gold standard dating policy. This is just a fancy way of saying I have a set of standards for the kind of dates and experiences that I want to have. Now, as most of you know, modern society has made the dating experience lazy. You know, most people will attempt to propose the good old Netflix and chill session, you know, for dates before they've actually earned the right to have access to that. Now, don't get me wrong, in no way am I saying there's anything wrong with a good old Netflix and chill session, you know, or even being comfortable enough to sleep with someone on the first date. That's totally your prerogative. But if you want to be treated with a certain level of respect, you also have to demand a certain level of respect. This means that when he suggests you coming over to his place for some cheap food and some cheap thrills, holding him and yourself to a higher standard, especially if you're focused on finding a meaningful 
relationship that's worth investing is, is an essential tactic. And the funny truth about all of this is a man who is genuinely invested in you won't see this as a problem. A man who is genuinely interested in knowing who you are and building something with you won't even be shaken by your disinterest in sleeping with him before he's earned it. This doesn't mean that he won't try, but if he really values the possibility of a healthy and wholesome relationship, he'll help you maintain that standard. So here's a tactic. The next time he suggests ordering in and chilling at his place, say something like, as much as I love a good snuggle and a quiet night in, I also love to see and explore the world with someone new. You see, something like this is playful, it's flirty, uh, but it also sets a standard by which you expect to be treated without being rude or arrogant. You see, the truth is, high-value women have high standards in dating because they have high standards in every other area of life. You know, they expect a certain level of respect and communication from their families, their friends, their co-workers, and more. You know, they honor what it means to be alive by taking care of their mind, body, and soul and protecting their inner peace. For them, they believe in the value that they bring to the table and have actively worked on growing and evolving such that they never have to compromise their core values. You know, they demand more from life and in turn from the people that they allow in it. The next quality in being a high value woman is what I call the popcorn theory. Now, look, I don't know what your perspective is on who pays on dates or whether you believe it's a guy's duty to pay on dates. But regardless of how you feel about this, there's a very real error in mentality that I see a lot of women make that for a guy could very easily be miscommunicated. You know, many women believe in the age old ideology of chivalry. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with chivalry. In fact, in many ways, I believe in it. But many of these ideals can be counterintuitive to your objective of being perceived as a high value woman. You know, many women will expect that it is a man's responsibility to pay on first dates. Some even believe that it's his duty to pay on all dates. But you know what? I'm gonna let you ladies in on a little secret straight from the men's playbook. You ready? What really matters to a guy is effort. It's seeing you trying to make an effort to contribute because here's the real facts about dating. A truly confident, self-respecting, and righteous man values and understands the role that he plays in a woman's life, and he steps up to the plate, yes. However, he also greatly values a woman who understands the importance of equal contribution. You know, if a man such as this feels like there is minimal contribution from the woman's part, he will start to feel like he's being taken advantage of. And more than anything, your inability to feel the need to contribute in whatever way you can communicates that you don't see his role and contribution, or yours for that matter, as equal. You know, this has nothing to do with the patriarchy or money or the wage gap. You know, this has to do with the presence of equal contribution. Let me flip the script real quick. Let's say you go on a date with a guy who pays for dinner in a movie. If at the end of the night he expects, not asks for, but expects sex from you, would you consider seeing him again afterwards? I'm guessing for most of you women, the answer would be no. You know, this is because you'd feel used if sex was the only reason he paid for you to go to dinner. So why do women assume that there's an expectation just because I'm a man to have to pay for you because it's my societal obligation? You see, the key thing in each of these scenarios is not wanting to be used or taken advantage of. 
These scenarios might be very different, yes, but the fundamental principle is the same. I wouldn't go on a date with a woman expecting that she must sleep with me because I've paid for our night out. But at the same time, I don't want to feel used by a woman who expects me to cover the bill for every single event that we go to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that men shouldn't be chivalrous or treat women. In fact, I often say to men that if you don't have the money to cover an entire night's events, you shouldn't be taking her out on a date. You know, but the buck has to stop somewhere. Acts or gestures of kindness mean something to a man. You know, it shows that you value what this person has done for you and you want to show appreciation in whatever small way you can. You know, it communicates that you don't take him or his time for granted and that you're in fact interested in him. And on a real subtle note, it also communicates that you understand that teamwork makes the dream work. It doesn't matter if he's paid for drinks and dinner up until that point. You know, small gestures of simply opting to buy popcorn at the movies shows that you understand his time is valuable, you know, and so is his investment thus far. (laughs) So you see, a lot of women get upset at me when I say this, primarily because we've been conditioned to believe, you know, that the responsibility falls on us men. But like I said, there's nothing wrong with paying on a first date as a guy. In fact, you know, it's, it is our responsibility as men to create environments that are conducive of safety and comfort for our women. However, you simply taking the initiative to contribute to this experience shows him that you're invested in this experience and that you're a team player. Okay, moving on. Another trait of a high value woman is someone who doesn't need her man. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying a woman who doesn't need a man. I'm saying a woman who doesn't need her man. You know, a woman who has her own level of independence and freedom is really sexy. You know, as a man, you know, we're built to be in service and protection of our community and our women. However, a woman who relies heavily on us for her own sense of identity can very easily come across as needy. You know, I don't want you to confuse neediness with affection. You know, we love affection. In fact, it's one of the easiest ways for women to pour their feminine energy into our lives. You know, but neediness stems from a lack of identity and understanding of self. If I was needy as a boyfriend, you know, it speaks to my own inability to be by myself and still find happiness. This is a critical point of communication. You know, neediness communicates that you're either still trying to discover your own identity or that you're not fully connected with your own sense of identity and, you know, you're looking for comfort and refuge in someone else's. This doesn't communicate confidence or sexiness or independence. You know, there's nothing sexier to me than walking into a party with my woman and knowing that she'll be able to find and navigate her way around the different social circles, you know, and uh, just find her place in the party comfortably. Just knowing that my lady can handle herself socially or professionally or just as an individual, you know, as an independent person, this screams huge confidence and sex appeal. You know, I want to know that you can successfully handle yourself in social or public spaces without clinging to me for identity and safety. You know, I want to know that you can handle yourself if I'm not there to to be able to stand on the front line and protect you. You know, men who date women like this know that She can go off and be independent on her own, but still come back to them and seek their strong masculine provision and protection. And that is sexy. 
Another quality of a high-value woman is they aren't afraid to show off their sexiness and playfulness. You know, whether it's singing her favorite song at the top of her voice when it comes on the radio, you know, spontaneously running outside and dancing in the rain or whispering flirty, playful things in my ear while we're out in public. You know, whatever the case is, showing this openness to playful, flirty behavior is a huge turn on. You know, it says that you're confident in your sexuality, in your womanhood, in your femininity, you know, and in your identity, and you're not afraid to show it. A high value woman is also a combination of nurturing and challenging all at once. She's the kind of woman who will stand beside you and support you in your personal growth, but will push you at the same time and isn't afraid to call you out on your BS. She's determined and ambitious, but is still feminine and warm. She's the person who will remind you that you said you'd book that online course last week, but will come and snuggle with you and give you a hug after a long day. She's tender, but accountable. She's loving, yet persistent. And lastly, a high-value woman takes care of and values how she presents herself. This is just a nice way of saying these women like to look good, they like to take care of themselves and honor their bodies. Now, before you guys come from my head, I'm not saying that you should do this for the gratification of men. Of course not. But in saying that, it would be foolish of us not to acknowledge that we, just like y'all, are visual creatures. In fact, we're probably more so driven by our visuals than anything else. And I actually break down the reasoning for this in a recent IGTV episode of Ask a Man, which is currently on our IG at WatchGrain, which you can check out. But see, if I pulled up to a first date with some torn old jeans, holes in my socks and shoes and messy hair, you'd probably take one look at me and friend zone me instantly. You know, this is the same reason why women seem to have a weird obsession with looking at a man's shoes. I'm still trying to figure this out, like exactly how that works and what that communicates. But hell, if it works for you, it works for you. <laughs> but nonetheless, I digress. The point is high value women appreciate that taking care of oneself is an extension of self-love. You see, they don't do it for the sexual gratification of men, but because it communicates confidence, self-care, love for oneself, and a deep desire to always put your best foot forward. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, yet another episode of the Against the Grain podcast. Look, as I mentioned, these rules are not hard and fast or applicable to everyone, you know, but it's my belief that these are the traits that form part of the makings of what I define to be a high value and a highly desirable woman. You know, ultimately, I just want to see people transform into high value people who go on to connect with other high value people and form high value lives. You know, I hope this episode gave you some perspective. I'd love to hear more from you guys and what you guys think. What were your thoughts on today's episode? Were there points that I missed? Did you, did you disagree with anything that I said? Either way, let me know in the comments or on our Instagram at WatchGrain. In the interim, take care of yourselves and I will see you right here on the mic next week. Take care.